Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of August 27, 2012. This is episode 161. I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We're the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me today, remotely, are... Jackie Ritaco, account manager with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director with Interval. What was that? That was your... That was your noxious little cord. I can see it from here. Me? Yes. No, the dangly. Is... Stop. Stop it. You're killing us. Well, it shouldn't be working. <laughs> well, it is. Can you hear it, Oops. Adam? Uh, I don't know. Scratch it again. Oh, yeah. I can hear that. That's so some great audio. Rub- you don't want me to rub it against my zipper? <laughs> We're talking about Jackie's yes. got her iPhone earbuds in and her little microphone. Must be being... Used for the uh, call audio because we can right. hear this the, sc- mm-hmm. the screechy scratchy of it on her uh, little uh, hoodie there. We think it's really valuable for our listeners to know what goes on behind the scenes. Well, they're probably wondering That's what the why heck we need we're to do video. About. Yeah, yes, we've already lost they, them. <laughs> they they probably think first, why are you talking about it, and then they want to know. Okay, if you're going to go ahead and go down this path, <laughs> can you please explain yourself? Well, that's what we right. do live videos so that they can see us in our pajamas when we're recording it. <laughs> that's right. The butt crack of dawn. Nice. Okay. So uh, let's see. This is going to be a short episode, I think. We've only got a couple topics. Uh, I think they're good ones. But uh, first, a couple announcements. Again, join us for a webcast on September 14th, presented by Health Leaders Media. Uh, we'll provide a link to that. That's on marketing measurement. And then hope you're coming to Shushmid and you can come see Chris Boyer and I do our metamorphosis of a digital strategy. And we have, we now have a logo that we've created for that <laughs> that shows Chris Boyer emerging from a, uh, what's it called? Cocoon? Cocoon? A, chrys- a chrysalis? A or is it the other thing? Is it a chrysalis? A chrysalis. A pupa, <laughs> yeah, a is he shedding his exoskeleton? <laughs> It's kind of freaky. It is very freaky. He's got like some instrument in his hand. I think you could post that on the podcast show notes, Adam. I think that's worth. I think that's worth sharing. And if it goes viral, then so be it. It'll be uh, a hot seller for your presentation at Shishman. Anyone who sees that is going to want to come for sure. Absolutely, there will. That's the afternoon of Wednesday, uh, September nineteenth, and then Thursday, September twentieth. Of course, is Branding at the Bar, co-sponsored with Medicom Interrupter. We'll have some booze, we'll have some dialogue, we'll have some trivia, we'll have some iPad 3-age. <laughs> come one, come all. Flowage? Or is it invite only? Well, as a as a listener know. of our podcast, consider yourself yeah, invited. If you're a listener yes. and going to be there, but invited. you have to use the podcast password. Chrysalis. You ready? No. Pupa. I think we should go with the pan- the pants are on sale. So you come up with, <laughs> Jackie and I are going to be there. So you can come up to either Jackie or I and say, we'd like to attend Branding at the Bar. The pants are on sale. And then we'll know that you're a podcast listener. And we'll put your name in a couple extra times for the iPads. No, we won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then we'll teach you a secret handshake. <laughs> yes, we may do that as well. Okay. So, any other announcements? We got anything else? Cooking, cooking, hatting. Not that I can think of. Got some other speaking, some other speaking gigs coming up, but I'll we'll hold off on those for a little bit. 
Okay. So um, just two topics, like I said. One is brand, and we don't talk about brand much, even though we're doing a lot of work with clients around brand. So brand strategy development, brand hierarchy strategy, which is basically what should we call ourselves and how should our brands be named and related to one another, um, all that good stuff. So I ran across this uh, article, and it – what? Yeah, it's just Sorry. you're holding up your sheet and it was covering your camera. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see that. Sorry, more backroom humor. Um, I ran across this article, and it caught me because I think this is something that trips people up a lot, and I'm not sure I'm comfortable with how this particular article tries to solve it, and that is the relationship between mission and brand. So the, the name of the article, and this was found in uh, Becker Becker's Hospital Review, which has good content. The name of the article, uh, which was posted uh, earlier in August, is, is the mission the brand or is the brand the mission? And it's a really good question because uh, organizations get really stuck on on this. You know, how does, how does our brand uh, relate to our mission? Is it the same thing? Are they derivative? Is one derivative of the other? Is one uh, more, does one kind of have a higher place than another? Uh, and I think it's a really good question that people struggle with. So the challenge I have here is is basically how the author, Scott uh, Reagan, who is the CEO of AchieveIt, which I don't know what that firm is, but uh, my challenge with this is basically what, it, what he tries to do, which is link the two as the same. So his point, here's some, here's some excerpts. Great mission statements are the brand. They allow you to hire, train, promote, and fire. They're the touchstone for every decision, strategy, brand extension, and policy, and are embedded in vision, values, strategy, and operations. So in a general sense, I agree a little bit with what he's saying there. Uh, your brand is driven in a large part by your mission. Uh, they, are, they are closely linked. That's why they're confusing. Uh, but he goes a little further. He says, tightly weaving together your mission and brand creates a powerful organizational dynamic that provides perfect structural alignment. Uh, later on, he goes on to say, um, is the mission the brand or is the brand the mission? The simple answer is that they are both the same, which is as it should be. Mission and brand inextricably, inextricably linked as one. So my first challenge here is I disagree. Yeah, me too. That mission is brand and brand is mission. Uh let me give you my definition of this because I address it in the book that I wrote, A Marketer's Guide to Brand Strategy, uh, and kind of go through because hospital leadership in particular often struggles with how is branding related to mission or how is it related to vision. Mission, and some of this may be semantics, but I still think is important. It's like ROI, right? I, I get it. I get it on my high horse about when you say ROI, I mean financial return, not likes to your Facebook page. That's semantics, but it's really mm -hmm. important. Uh, so how is a brand strategy different from an organization's mission? Quote, a mission is usually described as a broadly framed statement of an organization's intent. Mission provides the answer to the question, what does the organization do? And I give an example from Russian University Medical Center in Chicago, uh, who had a mission of providing the very best care for our patients. Our education and research endeavors, community service programs, and relationships with other hospitals are dedicated to enhancing excellence in patient care for the diverse communities of the Chicago area now and in the future. So uh, that's kind of a long mission statement, but it's pretty typical. 
there's obviously lots of different types of mission statements. Some have multiple bullet points after them. Uh, but in, in its essence, it's meant to describe what you do. Uh, and while that's very important when it comes to branding, it's very important for people to understand what it is you do uh, because it helps them categorize your organization uh, in relation to others and value and compare your brand. It alone is rarely enough to build a strong brand. So let me use uh, let me use our agency as an example. <clears throat> our mission might be to provide first class healthcare marketing that drives results to hospitals and health systems. All right. So that's not what it is, but I'm just making it up off the, the top. That's a, that's an example of a mission statement. It defines what we are in business to do. Mm-hmm. The problem with that and the problem with using your mission as your brand um, driver is that it is not unique in any way. There's nothing about it that tells you w- why you would choose us over others who would have a very similar mission. Okay. So that's the challenge here, and, and he uses an example. He says, in 2000, Memorial Health in Savannah, Georgia, adopted a five-word mission statement, we help people feel better. The organization carried that mission statement into its branding with the simple two-word tag of feel better. Okay, So he's basically advocating that you shrink your mission statement down so it could be used as a brand promise. The challenge with that is I think that that's an adequate mission statement. We help people mm-hmm. feel better. That is not going to help you from a branding perspective because naming a hospital doesn't help make people feel better. Right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's not enough right. to establish a valued and differentiated brand in the market. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so first of all, not good to, to say that your mission is your brand. Second of all, I, I'm not liking the idea that brand is boiled down to a tagline, which is basically what he's saying. <laughs> he's basically saying, hey, we carried it into our branding with the simple two-word tagline. Branding is about everything you do. It's first and foremost about the experience you deliver. Uh, a tagline is the least mm-hmm. effective way to demonstrate a brand. Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm probably piling on here, but he goes on to say, after tightly aligning its mission and its brand, the organization rose to market dominance, which included four consecutive years in Fortune Magazine's list of 100 best companies to work for, as well as record margins. So now he's making an even bigger leap to say that aligning your mission with your brand into a two-word tagline led to, you know, astronomical <laughs> gains for the organization. <laughs> Which, of course, branding done right should help your organization, but a little bit dangerous to claim that record margins and market dominance came from using the tagline "feel better." Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know it. It really isn't to come down to to the whatever the definition he is using. Uh, the the brand the definition for the word brand is that he's. I mean, your brand is not something that you own necessarily. It's something that right. you cultivate something you create it's 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 driven by or is is built by it's built by individuals and it's based on the experiences they have with your organization whether it's in person or through marketing communications or through word of mouth um that's your 
that's your brand. I mean, you on some level or on, on a huge level, you have very little control over over it. Um, you could be doing everything quote unquote right, but somebody still might hate you um, for whatever reason because you have heli because you're in a neighborhood and you've got helicopters that land uh, four or five times a day, and it doesn't matter that you're saving lives. It doesn't matter that you make people feel better. You are annoying as hell because their house is right behind the hospital and they have to listen to your helicopters land every day. Um, they're to them your brand is their vitriol there that they they that they they just they don't like you at all um so there's there's that's that's where for me my hang up comes in is that you can't really you know you you only own so much of your brand you know and that's the the aspects of it that you can that you can cultivate or that you can try to influence people but beyond that it's out of your control so you can't really it's hard to tie your mission statement to to that because it's it's nebulous to, uh, to some degree Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> I think that's all right. And, you know, I'm going to use a client of ours uh, to demonstrate the difference as well. Um, Innova uh, Health System. Well, so we didn't do any of this. So so it's not like we're trying to tout the work that we've done. Uh, their brand strategy and their brand promise that they've worked on over the last year plus uh, is basically summed up with uh, driving the future of healthcare. And what they're trying to do with that is basically talk about how they're out front in areas like genomics, neurosciences, uh, personalized medicine. Uh, their brand is really about trying to uh, push the envelope. I mean, not in a, a scary way, but going out there and revolutionizing how healthcare is delivered. Okay, so so that's a that's a brand that would distinguish them from competitors theoretically. Mm-hmm. Their mission statement says, Innova's mission is to improve the health of the diverse community it serves through excellence in patient care, education, and research. That's what it does. Uh, if they were to build their brand around that mission statement, it would be no different than anybody right. else's. Right. And so, you know, that's why I think this needs to be separated out. Also, uh, you know, to make this point, Innova can't just put a tagline that says the future of health, join the future of health, and expect people to value their organization for that. It has to demonstrate it mm-hmm. through multiple ways, uh, whether it's research, whether it's technology, whether it's leadership, uh, whatever the case is, uh, it's all about the experience that they give their community if they right. expect to be valued for that brand, not a tagline. Mm-hmm. So again, maybe beating a, a dead horse here, but it, it it just it's something I felt like needed to be addressed because... You know, one of the biggest challenges with healthcare organizations really leveraging brand uh, and understanding it is this confusion about what is a brand, uh, how does it relate to our mission or our vision, our strategic plan, uh, and there's enough confusion out there as it is. So it always concerns me when you see something put out that I think would just lend to that confusion. Uh, Now, of course, there's always differences of opinions in all of this, so we're just given our perspective uh, and I'm sure uh, Mr. Reagan would, he might disagree, but uh, we've been doing this a long time, so feel pretty adamant about it. Uh, but interested to hear what other people think about that. They get confused there, especially if you're in the marketing role uh, and are having to struggle through, well, how is our brand different from our mission? And, uh, you know, the way I put it is, you know, there are organizations that are brand driven. 
Uh, Nike is brand driven. Starbucks is brand driven. Uh, meaning their entire Nike doesn't make any shoes, right? They don't actually produce any shoes. Their brand is all about the attitude and they manufacture and outsource the shoemaking, all that. Uh, in healthcare for providers, it's very difficult for you to be purely brand driven. Mm-hmm. You will almost always be mission driven. Mission will come first. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you don't go out and establish a strong and differentiated brand promise. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Okay. Okay. Um, moving on. That was kind of thick. <laughs> it was thick and meaty. Starting off heavy. Starting off heavy. And now we're going to go to something that I'll be interested to hear, Adam, uh, what your take is on this. This was from uh, Reagan's Healthcare Communication News. So Reagan, I assume, is no uh, relation to Scott Reagan. No, the spelling's different. So... Uh, article, one trend that every hospital marketer must know about internet advertising. Starts off by saying, have you ever wondered why some hospitals have recently been increasing its share of the market? It's written kind of I was going to say, I don't understand that opening mm-hmm. line. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's like some bad grammar. Yeah. We're off have to a good start. Have you ever wondered? What's that? We're off to a good start already. <laughs> well, you know, it's in Reagan's. They could edit it, but I think they just, you know, they like to republish things almost as is. Have you wondered why some hospitals have recently been increasing its share of the market while others' internet marketing campaigns get weaker? There's, they, um, it's like, what's the correlation there between... <laughs> I don't know. First of all, if they're trying to say that what they're going to talk about here is literally increasing market share in significant ways, I think that's a stretch. Right. Mm-hmm. I, the point of the article is uh, the Healthcare Marketing Center of Excellence, which I have no idea what that is, um, this this article is written actually by Dr. Sikorsky, sure that's, who's the CEO. That's our tagline, isn't it? Healthcare Marketing Center of yes. Excellence. <laughs> Should be yes, if it's it not. <clears throat> so they did some. They did some. They did a study based on twelve case studies, which identified a new trend, which they say impacts quote ROI from internet marketing, social media, and online awareness campaigns for hospital brands. The trend is patients check references for doctors online. Um, see if you can follow this. To help gather the data for the case studies, we analyzed analytics from our clients' websites. Then we ran a one-month campaign through Google Ads with a click-through rate of 10 and 15%, which I don't know what that means. Here were our findings. 85% of visitors from Internet advertisements were looking for physician locators. Um, you know, you really need to know more about this campaign. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what were the ads? Where were they running? Right. You know, was it right. AdWords based on people searching specifically for physicians? Or was it like right. creative banner ads that were running on CNN? You know, what was it? What, you know, what Without right. knowing that, it's kind of hard to give any credit to the results. Right. Uh, traffic to the contact us page increased by 35% if a physician locator was visited with sufficient information about doctors. Call volume increased by 10%. What's a 80... physician locator? Like a find a physician tool. I'm assuming it's a find a physician tool, yeah. Oh, okay. S- sorry, we both talked at the same it's like time. A home... Adam, you, you were saying it's it was a homing a... device. It's like a... <laughs> <laughs> it's a tracker that you put on a physician right behind <laughs> yeah. the earlobe. It's... No, it's a find a physician tool. Started directly. Okay. Okay, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Uh, 80% of traffic less than 10 seconds was leaving the physician locators to Google or rating sites. I'm reading that verbatim. 
Um, I think what they're saying is 80% of the traffic left in less than 10 seconds. <laughs> no, maybe I can't. Sorry. <laughs> I guess I made there. 80% of the traffic, 80% of traffic less than 10 seconds in less than 10 seconds. <laughs> Like leaving the physician locators ever. to Google. I think it's basically they're saying that people were getting to the physician locator and then they were leaving right. the locator because they were clicking on links that were taking them to um, ratings, it sounds like. Ratings on the physician, them, them, him or herself. I'm going to say that what they looked at there was people went to the physician locators and they can track where they went after that. And it wasn't that they were clicking on links provided in the physician locators. Um, it was that they what they found in the physician locator was not sufficient. So right. basically, they went to the physician locator, said this sucks, <laughs> and then went back to their search results and clicked on Google or a rating site that was also okay. There. Do you think? I mean, because who's going to provide? Well, maybe because the, their assumption afterwards says, could the reason be that not enough information is available on these locators? The point that they're trying to make is Physician. that there's a lot of there's a lot of advertising out there from physician rating sites like HealthGrades that is basically saying, "Look, patient, you should be looking for the best doctors. You should be checking their references. You should really know who it is you want to see." Uh, and I think what they're trying to say is, you should have a robust physician finder tool. Uh, that includes physician reputation, likes, interests, um, that type of thing. Uh, how they got there, I think that's what caught my eye. One, there was, you know, I think the point overall is fair, but I think how they got there was difficult to. Yeah, and I think it. Yeah, understand. I think it might be yeah. mostly semantic, or though it's the way they chose to word things. Um. I think after you read it a few times, you can kind of go back through and be like, okay, okay, now I see where now I see what it's saying. Um, but I think the gist of it, yeah, I think I don't think we would argue with that, is that you better have some beefy information on your physicians. Um and you should probably it's probably in your best interest to have it right on your site. Not necessarily fed through like an iframe that you're that's getting fed through, you know, some call center database from some company that does that end of your business. Um because in most cases there, you're not going to get credit for it. It's not going to lead back to your site because it's not on your site. If it's being fed in through an iframe, it's actually on a different site. It's technical, mm-hmm. but that is how it works. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is an issue that I think we run into with almost every web project we've worked on. Um, when it comes to the uh, find a physician section of the site, it's, in many cases, it just it wasn't even under the hospital's control in terms of... Uh, formatting or how you can search it um, because it was something that was that lived elsewhere and was fed into the website um, or or kind of embedded into the website um, from somewhere else Uh, and you know when it comes to SEO that's not going to help you a whole lot plus you don't have control over that information as well or I mean very little control and that's why I think there's some value in at least raising this issue i mean I, you know obviously we go off on joe public doesn't care about your hospital nobody gives a crap blah 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 that's totally different i mean that's when you're going out and you're trying to build a brand in the community so that people when they need you will come find you when they need you and they try to come find you uh in many cases you know I, i'm not sure if it's 85 percent of the visitors 
from all of your internet advertising or looking for doctor information. Um, but you need to provide, you know, you should have videos of your doctors. You should have uh, a nice profile so people get to know them. I mean, if they're, if they're at the point where they're searching for a, a physician uh, or they've been referred to a physician and they want to check out or whatever the case is, um, boy, the web is just a perfect place to provide that content and do it in a dynamic way. Uh, but a lot of times, uh, it's a directory to Adam's point. It's not even, you know, it's coming through an iframe. It's not even hosted on your site. It's minimal information. It's a headshot. Uh, and there's a lot of ground to be made up with that. Um, so I think that that at least is worth taking away from all of this. Uh, and I, th- I don't know. I think more often than oh, not, we see databases of physician information that, that suck. Um, this is not, it's not good. It's not robust. I mean, you go through half the doctors in a hospital's database in many cases and it's, it's just blank. It's like the only thing that's in there for a physician is his name or his or her name, uh, their, their title, you know, their credentials, whether they're MD or whatever they have, whether letters they have earned beyond their name. Uh, and that's like it. There's nothing in there's, there's, you know, photos, no video, nothing about their background. Um, that's not going to get you very far. Right. <clears throat> okay. So those are our two big topics for the day. Sweet. Kind of a, kind of a, um, negative vibe, I guess. Sorry, folks. Now, it's all right. you know, what you should have added in here was, um, the breaking news of Prince William's nudie pics. What? That's pretty. That was pretty epic. <laughs> you would think you'd have a little more common what? sense. Maybe not. Maybe uncommon <laughs> sense. I don't know. It's. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he, I think he just doesn't really care. Well, obviously. I mean, because he's. Well, they're blaming his his like um, security. Yeah, but I think that's kind of. That I think happen. that's kind of BS. What are they supposed to tell him? He can't have. Oh, he can't yeah. Go party. I mean, I guess they can, but I. What are they going to put well, a gun on him and tell him? Can't party can't, they nude. Can say, well, you can party in the nude. He's an adult, but if you're going to have security and you care about this, you say you can't enter the room with a phone. I mean, that's clearly one of the the pictures are coming from one of the women that they invited up there. It could be from one of his own friends. Um, I guess that you know, stranger things have happened there. But you know, <laughs> take a take a modicum of caution. Yeah. I mean, you know, presidents and heads of state get away with more than this. Yes. <laughs> And their security knows what to do. <laughs> I don't know. I, I saw that, Jackie, and I'm like, wow. But you know what? I thought also thought, who gives a rip? Well, that's I mean, what I thought. I mean, he's of age. He's, he should be having fun. You know, he's a young man. Yeah. That happens I in w- like every other room in Vegas. So it's not like it's some. It's not like he was doing like a big half pound of cocaine or something. Mm-hmm. I wasn't offended. So uh, I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Me too. But I guess then again, it, well, good. We can, if it was a political representative of ours, I might have a different opinion about it. I don't know. Probably not. It'd be much yeah. gross. It'd be much more gross. Well, like the dude who, there's so many examples of that. What are you talking about? I mean, all the sexting. <laughs> like the oh, one God. dude sent a picture of himself. And you're like, politicians are different. I agree. Especially politicians that are married. That's a whole other boat, obviously. But he's not a politician. Yeah. He's not mm-hmm. he's not in any official capacity really. He's just a symbol and whatever. Yeah, he doesn't I, I mean, mean I don't know. Yeah, isn't he like in the he's like a fairly well respected dude in the military already, even given his age right. and I mean he he's clearly not 
like somebody who's just on the rampage, c- constantly doing stupid things. He just happened to be having partying it up one night and in a pretty crazy way, and somebody got some pictures of it. <laughs> you know, it's good to know that he's human. Yes, that's what I said too. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought too. I'm like, come on, he's having some fun. Let the poor lad. Well, the, peop- the people the people uptight fun. about it are probably the same ones who were pissed that Mark Zuckerberg wore a hoodie to a IPO meeting or whatever the hell that whole thing was about. It's like, just who cares? Who cares if this dude was playing some strip billiards, and who cares who wears a hoodie to a meeting? <laughs> strip, strip billiards. billiards. That has the potential for some damage. <laughs> yes, it does. Be wielding a cue and you better know left ball are corner pockets, right? <laughs> Jeez. Nice. Well done, sir. And we went there. <laughs> right, we better leave it right there. I got felt on this gonna, I got felt on this pool table. And I'm not talking oh, about great. the uh, surface. Yeah, yeah, we got it. You don't have to explain. See, we like to reward people to stick all the way through the end. Give them the good a stuff little comes Easter at egg. the end. Yeah. Yes, a little Easter egg. Oh, jeez. All right. So for Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Rattaco. Are we going to have to put an explicit rating on this episode? We might. It's Adam Meyer. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.